We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just two days ago, Allegheny County, a historic inauguration. The first woman ever to lead this county, Sarah Inamorano, took office. Meanwhile... Part of the new newer administrations for the city of Pittsburgh, Mayor Ed Ganey, a couple of years into his administration. So I got to read this. It's amazing. In the PG, all this takes place during the first two years of the scandalously incompetent Ganey administration. Wow. Ganey was swept into office with an apparent mandate for progressive leadership, but has accomplished no major progressive goals regressed to machine-style governance in terms of transparency and accountability, failed to complete basic tasks, wow, such as appointing members of important boards and commissions, consistently lied, lied, Larry, to disassembled to city council and to the public about the activities and stifled what little economic development could have occurred in this high-cost, high-interest Environment. Listen to this. And now at the end of its second year, the administration has attracted the attention of law enforcement on multiple fronts, beginning with its deceptive use, revealed first in this page, of a waiver of competitive process to procure an amateurish police staffing study. Brandon, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Marty and Larry. You wrote that, didn't you? Wow. Other than that, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was on, not had, a good tell year. Folks who, <laughs> tell folks who you are so they know. I was, I'm the editorial page editor at the Post-Gazette. And, um, you know, we wanted to do a year-end roundup. And, and I'll be honest, I, I wasn't planning on writing something so stark, but I have to be honest. We have to be honest about what this year has meant for the city. And when I got to writing, I was like, if we're going to do a year-end roundup, we have to be honest about what this administration has done for this last year. And that is, that's the roundup right there. If you're a Mayor Ganey supporter, you're thinking, gee, Brandon, this is a big hit piece. <laughs> well, I, you know, pe- people have, have accused us of writing hit pieces. I, I hit pieces, by definition, one that uh, ignores inconvenient facts or one that only cherry picks uh, the facts that you uh, that you want to, to hurt somebody with. And the fact of the matter is, um, you know, uh, you, you're not going to find uh, <laughs> nobody who has accused us of this has ever presented any evidence that we're wrong or that there's any evidence um, that uh, that there's some countervailing force here, or there's, or there's, some, there's some other evidence that suggests that things are actually going great. Um, and so I, I've heard the hit piece line time and time again. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to tell us why we're actually wrong. Brandon McKinley with the Post-Gazette. I love his writing. I, I absolutely do. We're actually friends now because he does so many things that are compelling. Um, you mentioned a couple of things here that are poignant, sir. You say that they lie. 
Give me an, give me an example. Well, I mean, I think that the the waiver of competitive process um, for the Matrix Police Study is a classic example where the uh, the administration um, presented to council a document that. Um, uh, that 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 misrepresented at the very best the city's relationship with the uh, with the contractor with the with the consultant, um, and then had the gall to stand up um, in front of the public and assert multiple times that Matrix was the Matrix uh, Consulting Company was the only company that would provide the kind of police staffing study that uh, that the administration wanted. Uh, when everybody knew full well that the International Association of Chiefs of Police uh, had done just such a study that fulfilled all of the all of the uh, um, um, uh, the criteria that the administration wanted only about 20 years ago, um, and so that kind of brazen, uh, you know, knowing deception uh, that's easily discoverable. I mean. Frankly, it reminds me a lot of the previous presidential administration. Wow. Hey, hey, I got to get to this. This is important. Uh, Brandon McKinley, by the way, the post got brilliant a writer uh, on the editorial page as well. Um, so you also uh, allege in here, and by the way, I've confirmed this, and we've talked about this stuff. There are several uh, criminal investigations ongoing right now, are there not, sir? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to use the word investigation. I want to. I think there are inquiries. Yes. There are certainly probing. Um, true. We know. We know that the that um, uh, that um, District Attorney Stephen DePala has been um, has asked for this all the city's records going back um, even before this administration actually on the waivers of competitive process, um, which uh, and, and and then of course. Um, Quietly, um, unless you're unless you're watching the rather dull city council meetings, uh, you wouldn't have noticed that city council repealed a three hundred thousand um, uh, dollar appropriation uh, for a community sports organization uh, that also was a subject of a waiver of competitive process. That was and, and, by, and by the way, city council members, without naming names, have been interviewed by investigators with the DA's office, so people know this. So, so there are people approving this administration, several different, but right? Yeah. 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 No question. What? Now, and, and in fairness, in yeah. fairness, probes don't always lead to charges. They, they don't, don't always lead to indictments. They don't always lead, you know, probes are probes. Uh, and, and to some degree, you know, to, to run a city, to run, to run a big government is to attract attention. But the level of carelessness and carelessness is carelessness. The carelessness, that's what I'm trying to say, is uh, is the best the, the best possible word I can use to describe it um, is is attracting much more attention than usual. Um, and uh, because at the end of the day, um, there are many, many places to trip up when you're running a government uh, and some combination of, of, you know, malice and carelessness is going to uh, is always going to cause problems. I'm assuming you haven't heard anything. From the mayor's well, office. Well, they hate you. I mean, honestly, well, they're, they're <laughs> you, not you talk know to this. You. They don't you know, talk to the you know Post this, Brandon. Gazette they hate you, right? Because of the labor issues. Right. Is, right? That, is right. that true? Right. Right. Well, they. Yeah. We. We. We don't. We don't have. We don't have a <laughs> dialogue. There's not a, a two. There's not a dialogue. That's the good word for it. There's no dialogue right now. And, um, and I think it's important to say about that that, um, we, 
if you go back and look at our work, you will see criticism of the Ghani administration before they stop talking to us, and you will see praise of the administration after they stop talking to us. The um, this is not you know to the extent that I will say this though I, I think there's some connection in the sense that um, I do think that that the situation declined in some ways you know, around the same time that uh, things kicked off here at the Post-Gazette. Um, and and I, I think there may be some connection to just the overall sense of, of, of frankly, impunity at the administration and, uh, and the, the sense that, um, I guess, the, 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 sense, the sense that the, the city's overall political culture is really degrading. And, and I don't, I think there is, a connection, an indirect connection between that and, um, and frankly, uh, so many uh, politicians grandstanding about not talking to the region's, you know, biggest news outlet. Decide for yourself. But hold on, Brandon. They say you take this personally, that this is personal for you. No, I don't take it personally. No, I really can't. If I take it personally, it gets ugly. (laughs) I can't take it personally. It's already Um, gotten ugly. (laughs) <laughs> no, if I take it personally, then I can't maintain the professional distance that I need. And so it really is. It, it, it does not make me angry personally. Uh, I think that it is unprofessional. I think that it right. is undemocratic. I think that it is, um, frankly, uh, a violation of the duty of uh, elected officials to um, to to be open with the press and with the public. I cannot be angry personally about it. It just it won't won't work. I, I love you, man. I find you to be intelligent. Um, I find you to be you dig deep. You have insane sources, and you've been nothing nothing but upfront and honest with us. So that's the best way I can judge you, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. I appreciate it. Come on, man. Brandon McGinley, Pittsburgh Post Gazette editorial page. Read all about it. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Larry. Marty's been tracking her down, <laughs> and apparently the dog eating dog. No, the money eating dog. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the this this story out of Pittsburgh went viral nationally, maybe internationally at this point, because dog ate like how much four grand, few thousand dollars of cash, but they were able to how much was it was it four grand, Larry? I, I don't know. I think it was two. I think they had four grand, and then the dog ate at least ate two two thousand, and then they were able over time to recover. Well, they had to sift through the dog's crap. Well, they had to wait for the for it to digest. <laughs> you have to sit there and wait for the dog to poop. <laughs> Let's be honest. And then they had to that, sift, I mean, sift that, through it. That is the situation. Yep. So you literally track down. Oh yeah, the, the owner. wife. She's very cool, man. I love this woman. She's very excited. It's funny because I we've seen the video. of The dog, KDK TV posted it. And it's on social media. The dog's beautiful. The dog looks guilty though. Like <laughs> you, you could just see its face is like, yeah, I know I did something. This Bad. is so funny you should say this. So last night, and my wife is obsessed with our dog. God bless her. And so are my kids. I, I could take it or leave it, quite frankly. So our kitchen is right next to uh, the family room, okay? And my daughter's watching some show, and I hear her yelling, Rosie, Rosie, stop. That damn dog Uh-oh. had jumped, she's very athletic, onto the kitchen table and was having some dinner. Just decided I'm going to get some chow. This is what you, they do. You seem at odds sometimes with your dog. 
Well, they're annoying. I mean, they do things that irritate the hell out of me, like eat doors, feminine hygiene products, underwear. How is your toothless cat, Samantha? She's doing great. She's still toothless. Yeah, um, she had to have special surgery. Yeah. What was the problem? Gum disease. She had like a gum a issue with her gums, and they were really irritated, and she was in a lot of pain, and they took them out, and now she's a lot better, and she can eat just fine, and she just looks a little silly. Hey, hey, think about this particular dog. Eats two Gs. Somehow <laughs> finding that enticing. And then you know this because we've done this. People have had to do this when they swallow things or the kids swallow a coin or something. And it reminds me of a story of a friend of mine that swallowed his gold tooth and sifted through his crap for three days to find it. <laughs> I am not kidding. I'm not going to name his name because every time I do, he gets hacked off. Three days? Three days. So they had Who to- Who is it? I'm not saying. Somebody famous? You know, someone we know very well. Are you serious? One of my boys. But he'll get mad if I tell the story again. Well, when did that ever stop you? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a good dude. You know him, believe me. Gold tooth. Swallowed it. And then had to sift. He didn't have to, but he did. And then he took it to the dentist who cleaned it and put it back in. Oh! <laughs> Always has a blank, eaten grin on his face. Put on book. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's but, but rich. My point is, so this couple had to get the money out of the crap, <laughs> take the serial numbers down, and get the money replaced. And they still love that damn dog. Well, they said, well, we'll ask her. Yeah, she's going to call us at what, what time? 9.35. All right. It's fascinating. Meanwhile, how about this? A new study out of California. That's always question mark right there. California. Uh a good night's sleep is good for your brain. Really? Getting good quality sleep at midlife may help prevent cognitive decline later on. Researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, followed about 500 people with an average age of 40 over 11 years. They found those who had the most disrupted sleep were twice as likely to have poor memory and thinking problems compared to those with the least disrupted sleep. Oh, man, I got no chance. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you know, you're a goner. Oh, every time I hear a story about getting enough sleep, I get an anxiety attack. Hey, I need to mention this is important. Um, we've been talking about this officer who was uh, shot three times last night. Just so you know. In Monroeville. Yeah, he's far from okay. He's, he's, uh, he's going to live. And he's communicating. But um, he's had surgery, had his elbow shattered. Wow. Yep. Um, got opened up last night, checked for abdominal damage. Uh, was in ICU uh, all night. Um, it's going to take forever to recover, and he's far from okay. Because I had said that he's okay. Well, okay has a varying degree of difficulty. Right, right. I think I got from what you said that he he's was going to survive. But I certainly don't want people to understand that. That there was nothing wrong. Right. I don't want people to understand that he's, he was shot three times, for God's sakes. Correct. And was in ICU. But he is communicating, and he's alive, and he's stable. So I'm not suggesting he's working out this morning. He was so, shot three damn times. So when you said he's going to be okay, it didn't mean he isn't going through trauma and uh, 
you know, the long recovery process. And no one has more admiration, and you know this, than cops, for cops than I do. It's just the truth. Stop me up! All right. Well. Larry and Marty, and we have with us a very special woman, (laughs) Carrie Law. Her and her husband live in Point Breeze with their little furry friend, a golden doodle, right, Carrie? Yes, correct. Big furry friend. Big. I got to tell you, when I saw your dog sitting between you and your husband on the couch on TV, your dog (laughs) looked guilty. Like, I, he looked a little guilty, but uh, we're not mad. He was, you know, wasn't his fault. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's not his fault. <laughs> Come oh, on, no. Carrie. So so the story is, well, what well, you, you tell, tell us? us. Tell us what happened. Yeah. So uh, we both work from home uh, and my husband had gone to pull out some cash for um, a like landscaping fencing project that we were doing. And he had put it on the counter and it had been like less than 50 or sorry, less than 30 minutes. And, um, he goes back out and sees that the money is all over the ground. Um, and so he's just like yelling, like the money and I have not processed it at all because our dog has never done anything like this. He's like, you can, you could leave a steak on a coffee table and he wouldn't touch it. Um, and so the fact that he would go after this money was just absurd to me um and so uh i come running out and i see this money is everywhere we realize he's eaten a bunch of it it's shredded um it was just wild and we're talking about a lot of money on the counter yes it was four thousand dollars wow. yeah good god and yeah. the dog did you say the dog is 100 pounds the dog's 100 pounds yeah wow. we got him we thought he'd be about 60 um and he he's about 100 pounds he's a big dog so I've heard people described as money hungry. Your dog literally is money hungry. I think he is. Yeah, apparently we never knew it. He has like really expensive taste. We've been joking about that. So our dog eats stupid stuff like this and I get irritated. Uh-huh. Have you talked to a vet? What would attract a dog to eating money? They So whenever we actually we talked to the bank, well, we talked to our vet and made sure everything was going to be okay. They said he's a big dog as long as he's, you know, going to the bathroom and acting normal and eating, he's fine. Um, and it, they've seen stuff like this. But the bank actually said that they see this, like, more often than you would think. Because I called and I, I felt like I was telling them, like, my dog ate my homework. Um, and they said that there must be some kind of a smell probably because it's, you know, like goes through a lot of restaurants, stuff like that. And so money just kind of takes on the smell and dogs love it. Hey, um, let's talk about the recovery process. Really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie. Yeah. And, and again, your dog's name? Uh, Cecil. Cecil. That's right. Okay. What did yeah. you have to do to yeah. recover the money? Yes. So um, this was not really a fun process, but that first night about 2 a.m., we kind of heard that telltale sign that he was going to be sick. Um, And if you're a dog owner, you know that sound Mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, my husband was able to kind of collect that and then put it in a bag to deal with in the morning and put it way up. But he did notice there were like $100 bills. Um, and so then hold on, the hold next, on, yeah, hundred dollar bills in the dog's poop is what you're saying. This was in the, in his vomit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I forgot about that. Way. Even worse. That end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. and then it was the next day we were kind of digging through his, uh, yard droppings and, um, for about two days after. And so luckily we have, you know, like 
every house has like a gross utility sink. Um, and so we were yes. washing everything off in there. Um, and we ended up recovering all <laughs> like a decent amount. Um, I think like for $3,550 out of the dog one way or the other. One way or the other, between what was, you know, he had just shredded and kept on the ground and what he had eaten and passed and, yeah. Now, I got to ask you, you said, and I heard you say, you cleaned the uh, money yes. several times and then went <sighs> to the bank. How'd they feel about that? <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I put it in plastic bags. I was very <sighs> clear to them, you know, where this money had been because I did not want anybody to touch this if they, you yeah. know, didn't want to be near it. Um, and they mostly laughed. They were really nice about it um, and, you know, wore gloves and were able to replace uh, most of the bills. Wow. Are, are you surprised? Because I love the story because all of our dogs eat this crazy stuff. Um, are you surprised by the response, which has been crazy? Yeah, I'm actually shocked. I just kind of made this Instagram video for our friends because I just thought they would laugh. We have, you know, a lot of friends that really love our dog yep. and they always joke it looks like there's a human inside of our dog. <laughs> um, and so I just thought they would enjoy this. And yeah, I'm really shocked at how far this story has traveled. I'm getting like updates that it's been posted in Hong Kong and you're like, number Poland one in Hong Portugal. Kong. Wow. Carrie, <laughs> Portugal, you're number one globally now. You could take this on the road. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. Hong Kong people are now you're getting calls from everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, man, wow. our dog jumped up on the dining room table last night, started eating dinner. So, hey, it happens to everybody. But what's wild about what you're doing, you're not angry with the dog. No, I mean, like, there, it's a, he's a dog. He doesn't yeah. he didn't do this to be mean or anything no. like that. He had no idea. I, I think, you know, we're, we jokingly were kind of shaking in the video, but we're not <laughs> mad. I mean, there's like, I mean, we never expected him to get on a countertop and get this money. But, no. Um, it's just, you just have to laugh. My sister had a dog just like it. They're they're cool and they're smart. They're beautiful. And that, again, Cecil looked a little guilty, though, sitting there on the couch with you guys. But he had that, like, almost like a beard, like he was a, a wise man. Yes. It's kind of yes. cool. Well, well Carrie, yeah. And, and by the way, he spent 450 bucks, is what we're hearing here, right? I think that's around where we're at. Yeah, I, I, we can still send some into like some department through the te treasury and try to get a few back, and we'll probably frame at least one. But probably went to the casino. We should. Yeah. This <laughs> this brings new meaning to payload. Yes. Wow. Let that sink in a wow. little. Wow. Carrie. Carrie, you're the best. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Give Thank Cecil you. our best. Wow. I will. <laughs> I love her. Going viral, Carrie Law. She's amazing. And her dog, uh, Cecil, the money-eating pooch who's made international news now. Sure. Hong Kong right now. Mm -hmm. They're talking about Cecil. Yeah. Paul Zeiss coming up 10 till 2. Every time I hear Earth, Wind, and Fire now, I think of Paul Zeiss. I didn't tell you, Marty. Last Saturday, I went to the Oaks Theater to see this tribute band for Earth, Wind, and Fire called Let's Groove Tonight. And the first person I saw when I got out of my car was Paul Zeiss in the street. He goes to that cigar bar in the lot. The lot, yeah. With our boy JK. But he went to uh, see the Earth, Wind, and Fire show. Mm. And uh, he'll be coming up here 10 to 2. By the way, everybody knows Paul's an accomplished sports writer, sports commentator. And a lot of people wondering, what are the Steelers' chances of making the playoffs? 
They're in Baltimore Saturday at 4.30, and it was announced Jim Harbaugh, their coach, that Lamar Jackson, arguably the MVP of the league, will not be playing. It'll be Tyler Hundley. So here are the odds now. A little better than you might have thought. 35.2% chance of making the playoffs. So the top teams that are already in, Baltimore, Miami, Cleveland, of all people, or teams, in Kansas City, and then in the hunt, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Indiana, Houston, and then Steelers, they're at the bottom of the list. Everybody else eliminated, but a 352 chance of making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens Saturday And afternoon. before we go, I want to uh, update you on the condition of this officer shot last night. He's a Pittsburgh cop who uh, moved to Monroeville, now works for the Monroeville Department. He's a sergeant, uh, shot three times. Uh, the elbow, uh, the leg, and the abdomen. He had surgery. His elbow shattered. Um, he was in ICU, but uh, still awake and talking. Um, he He's going to be okay, but it's going to be a long, long, long recovery. And I apologize if folks believe that because I said he's going to be okay, that he, he wasn't seriously injured. He was seriously injured and could have to have a significant number of surgeries. And for perspective, one of the Pittsburgh cops shot in the tree of life shooting has had nearly a hundred surgeries. A hundred. A hundred, sir. So you understand well, the I, dynamic I here. In the I hell. understood when you said that you meant that he it apparently he would survive. Yeah, I don't want cops to think I was diminishing no. what happened. Because that's not right. How good are Mer Monroeville police? I'll tell you how good. The release from the Allegheny County police uh, on this particular shooting. The armed robbery at the cookie store was reported at 9.13. The officer who was shot three times spotted the guy at 9.17, and the officers who arrested the guy did it at 9.18. Wow. Less than five minutes. That's, amazing. that's actually amazing. incredible. And I, I think the chief wants us to know that because we've had two shootings there in the last few months, that doesn't make his, this crime central. It's the only two shootings in the history of that department. Since the 50s, yep. to give people a perspective. Yeah, so uh, happy that apparently he will recover, though it is a very serious situation. Oh, it's a, a hell of a long road, a long man. road. And this is what they go through every day. And I thought about, man, this came a day after you honored Chief McIntyre in Brackenridge for the one-year anniversary, and then it it's could true, have been. So true. we Just uh, last night. Thinking about all concerned and appreciate the men and women who do that job because it's many, many, many days thankless, but they need to know the majority of people do appreciate them. And to top off what Larry said about the Steelers, I'm told that Kenny Pickett is annoyed as hell with the media, and why wouldn't he be? <laughs> they made stuff up about him, spread it all over the world, made him look like a bad guy. This is why athletes tell us to F off. That's why they do it. Yeah, and it creates that atmosphere. It and does. I know Kenny. He's a he's a quality person. You've seen every play. I've seen every play he's ever made and since college at Pitt through his progression and obviously Steelers. He's a good man and he has massive potential in my opinion. Sure. And uh he's annoyed because of things that people make up just to throw stuff out there like the sports guys do a lot of times. No, I wasn't pointing at you. Joe Starkey's out in the newsroom. <laughs> no. It wasn't you. It's all good. What are you picking on Kenny for? Well, life in the fishbowl, bro. I mean, none of it's easy. 
but social media throws gas on anything that happens in the world. It circles the globe in a second. Just right. does. And, the, and it's so many lines crossed now. This oh, yeah. Epstein story where they're releasing the yep. John Doe names. Yep. That's crossed over into sports, too. Yep. Stand by for Paul Zeiss.